0: Welcome to Vegan Boss Radio, where we will be talking about all things related to business, health, and lifestyle.
1: We connect with passionate vegans from around the world so they can share their stories, challenges, and what it's like to navigate being vegan in a non-vegan world. Welcome to another episode of Vegan Boss Radio. We're your hosts, Megan Barker and Shauna Barker.
0: And today we're being joined by Tyra June, also known as Tyra the Taurus, on Instagram and Twitter. She is owner of Vegan Girl Gang, which is a vegan merch shop. It can be found at vegangirlgangco.com. Her food blog account and pop-up shop is called Another Junk Food Vegan on Instagram. I love that name by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um she also has her own podcast called Kombucha Hours. So we definitely recommend tuning into her episodes. They're amazing. Kombucha Hour dissects veganism, womanism, racism, astrology, history, and so much more. Tyra is also currently working with Vegan Outreach to bring vegan groceries to food deserts and low-income communities. So welcome to the show, Tyra. Thanks for being with us today.
2: Thanks so much for having me, you guys. I'm honored. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's nice to connect with you
2: on here after We've
1: been following you for a while on Instagram and always like sending each other screenshots of your posts. Or oh my gosh. You're hilarious. And also you share a lot of important information yes. as well. So you're doing a great job with that.
2: Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> you guys are so sweet.
1: <laughs> so to start off, did you want to share how you got into veganism and what is your why?
2: Yeah, sure. So I went vegan in 2017, I believe. So I haven't been vegan that long. I know people have like, I've been vegan for 25 years. And I'm like, because I'm (laughs) I'm a baby (laughs) vegan. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I'm a baby vegan, but I promise I'm passionate about it. (laughs) Um, So I went, uh, my mom has uh, a friend who is a black woman who's vegan. And I had always been interested in veganism, but I got bullied so much for like, the way that I talk and the way that I dress and just like the person that I am, um, just like not fitting certain stereotypes. So veganism felt like another thing that was going to further those stereotypes about me. And I was like, I don't want to go vegan just because I didn't want it to be like another, like you're it's a white thing. Like you don't want to do that. So I never, it was always in the back of my mind. Like I know this is the right thing to do. It's just another thing that's going to further people to like hate me. <laughs> so I was like I'm not going to do it, but I want to do it. So and then I met my mom's friend who was a black woman and she was vegan and I was talking to her about it and um she was telling me about the animals and stuff like that and I was so shocked that there was another black person who was vegan and I was like that's so cool. So I promised her cuz they do like a yearly vacation retreat where they all kind of get together with their high school friends and Mm -hmm. I went with my mom this that year and I was like I promise the next year I'm gonna be vegan like I promise you like I'm inspired by you like I'm gonna do it so I'm like really into like New Year's resolutions so I like I'm an earth sign so I don't know if you guys are into that but I'm like super (laughs) into planning and organizing and I'm super stubborn so I stick to things really well so I said, okay, my January resolution is I'm going to go vegetarian. So I was like, okay, I'll be vegetarian and see how that goes. And so I started to eat more and more dairy and I felt more sick from that. I was losing weight, but I was like, I feel awful because I've just always been allergic to dairy and I still would just force myself to eat it. So I Googled um, vegetarian recipes like that don't have dairy and I found vegan again so I was like oh yeah veganism I forgot about that I was supposed to do that (laughs) this year so I found Caitlin Shoemaker and I binged all her videos all night long I was watching Caitlin Shoemaker first um I think her name is cheap lazy vegan and then I found um sweet potato soul and all these amazing vegan people and I was like well I'm gonna do it so I made my April resolution because I do like monthly resolutions, so I made my April resolution. I'm gonna be vegan, and I've been vegan ever since. I never looked back. I've never regretted it. So yeah, that's my journey. <laughs> that's amazing. That's such a good start
1: to it, and I'm glad that your stubbornness helped you. In yes, you something so positive.
2: Yes, I was able to use my negative traits positively. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> that's great. Um what would you say was the most challenging part or is the most challenging part about being vegan now?
2: I I was thinking about this question earlier and I was like, what is the most challenging thing about being vegan? And honestly, I really don't find veganism to be challenging for me. Mm -hmm. I just am so connected and so sure that this is what I want to do. But I was thinking about it on a societal level or just like just socially with my friends or family. And I do think that Sometimes it's um, kind of annoying to be not just Tyra anymore. I'm like Tyra and she's vegan. (laughs) So anytime we go out, it's like, oh yeah, and Tyra's vegan. So we either have to find places with vegan options. And I'm like, no, I'm content with like eating fries or like a bland salad. I can eat vegan food when I get home. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying the social interaction. So I think that's been a little tough, just being the center of attention in that way. And I don't really like that. And I think maybe going to the grocery store and just seeing, like, otherwise, like, beautiful, decent, amazing people buy, like, animal products has been a hard thing for me to, like, internalize. I'm just like, wow, you're such a good person, but if you would just stop eating animals, like, it would just, it would be so much better. So I think it's hard to train your mind to remember that everybody's on their own journey and you can't force people to do anything and you have to just remember that everybody's on their own path and you just have to advocate in a way and be the person an example of like the change you want to see in the world so that's just kind of what I tell myself and just don't get mad <laughs> like just yeah. realize everybody's different so I just have to remember that
1: that is such a challenge like it's such a blind spot like you said and otherwise really good caring people who probably really do love animals
2: yeah
1: a a blind spot like it was for me anyways like and even having shauna as my older sister because she went vegan so long ago so like Mm -hmm. my whole life from like when i was a kid i remember her being vegetarian or vegan and even for me yeah the weird one (laughs) but and even for me sick. like i was always like oh i love animals and every once in a while shauna would be like oh but you eat them and yeah subtly but yeah it really it really took like a wake up like that light bulb moment where I just like once
0: yeah
1: and you're like how could I ignore this for so long so definitely like know what you mean there
2: yeah definitely everybody's on their own journey on their own path and it's hard to see that but you just got to realize that everybody will come to it on their own time so
1: and speaking of the social aspect did you find that your friend circle changed or did you have a pretty supportive like friends and family network that completely like embraced this change?
2: Yeah I feel like I got lucky in that way um when I went vegan um my mom went pescatarian um so it's not fully vegan but she does eat like only vegetarian at home she only eats pescatarian if she's like out at a restaurant and since during COVID you can't really do that so it's been mostly vegetarian so I've been really lucky in that way that at least there's like no meat at my mom's house so she really listened to me when I talked about the animals and I got a dog for the first time I've never had a pet before so I brought my dog around her and she's like wow like animals have their own personality and like they think and they know when they don't want to be bothered and they tell you when they want to go outside and they show you love and I'm like yeah like cows pigs chickens every all these animals feel and they all have different personalities and opinions well not opinions but maybe (laughs) maybe they do (laughs) but they all have just their own little unique way of living their life and they just don't want to be bothered by humans like just they just want to live their own individual life just like my dog and so I've been lucky in that way that my mom's pescatarian and my best friend's vegan um I helped her go vegan so my and I have a really small circle. That's about it. <laughs> but everybody else has just been um, super supportive of my veganism. So it's been I've been very lucky in that way. But as far as like my extended family, when they come and visit um, from Maryland and like Washington, D.C. and stuff, they are very like fish and seafood heavy over there. So they look at me kind of crazy mm-hmm. when I'm bringing like vegan shrimp and like vegan versions of all the foods that they're used to eating, but they are always really supportive of the food that I cook. And whenever I drop something vegan related, they always support me. So it's been really, I've been very lucky in that way because I know other people aren't.
0: Um, Did you go through that phase in the beginning where it's like really common to be very like vocal and I'm going to say passionate. Yeah. Like, you know, you can say angry. Yeah. I was angry. I was an angry vegan. And (laughs) kind of like, pressure your the people that are close to you and Mm -hmm. just like want to talk about it with everyone around you and ask them why they are eating animals all the time
2: (laughs) definitely definitely I remember I used to watch vegan videos in the kitchen with my mom and I would just casually quote-unquote have them playing in the background so that I could just be like wow like that point really makes sense don't you think and I would just always I remember just as soon as I went vegan, I was super vocal about it, just like you said. Mm -hmm. And I think I found Twitter at that point. It was a really good outlet for other me to connect with other people who felt the same way as me. So I didn't have to bombard everyone in my personal life, like, hey, (laughs) this and that about veganism. But I definitely went through that phase where I was confused why other people were continuing to eat animals. It was a weird thing. I'm like, didn't don't you see what's going on? And like. This is so awful. So yeah, I definitely went through that. And I had to, like I said, just learn that everybody's on their own path Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. And I mostly focus on myself and how I can be an example to other people. Mm -hmm. And that will inspire other people to go vegan instead of me just being angry. I usually like channel that anger. I'm like, okay, what can I do to like make my social media presence more accepting and, um, just like a safe place for everyone in every different movement. So if we can all come together and find a common ground and fight for what I believe in and I'll fight for what you guys believe in. We can find that common ground and it's beautiful when you really think about it, but I kind of channel that anger into like, okay, what can I actually do about it? But at first it was awful. I was like, I want to talk about veganism 24 seven. Like The world does not understand what's going on. So I definitely relate to that.
0: It's so nice having um, like the social media platforms to be able to connect with other vegans like all yes. around the world and just like find a community that cares about the same thing because it can feel like you're the only person at the beginning. Yeah definitely definitely it's hard. Um, so speaking of social media you do use your platform for like a lot of other social justice issues Mm -hmm. um, which is something that really like drew us to your posts and following you and following your story (laughs) and everything um, because we think it's so important. Um, So what are, did you want to talk about some of the other social issues um, that you're passionate about and why you think maybe some popular vegans
2: um, don't talk about those issues? Yeah, um, this has been just such a huge hot topic lately about why certain prominent figures in the vegan community don't, you know, kind of intersect with other movements. Mm -hmm. And I, um, during the Black Lives Matter protests um, back last year, I think in like June and May when it was like really, there was like a lot of people out on the streets every single night. And I remember there was a vegan protest going on at the same time as a black lives matter protest um in my area and so i was like in the middle i'm like i support you i support you i support you and i was like (laughs) i love you both like i promise and so i remember there were um some vegan activists that got arrested that night and some black lives matter activists that got arrested that night and i remember i had went home by this time that people were getting arrested so i just was watching it on live and i saw Black Lives Matter activists and vegan activists kind of coming together and saying we both have people that we care about and we both are fighting for justice um, that got arrested and we can come together we can help each other do you need food do you need water do we need resources like do you guys have bail and like stuff like that and like I saw how beautiful it was that if we came together and realized that we're both fighting against some form of oppression how amazing it could be if we extended, you know, a helping hand to other movements and, you know, and vice versa in return and, like, how beautiful it could be if we just could all realize that we're all fighting against some form of oppression. And I saw them come together and support each other. And, like, it was really cool just to see that happen. And so I started to really think about why it's so, um, I guess, why it's so hard for other activists to talk about things other than animal rights and I I just chalked it up to the fact that like playing like a devil's advocate that they think that if they solely focus on animals um because animals usually don't have a lot of people fighting for them um it somehow like helps bring more attention to them if their main focus is animal rights But then I started to think about that and I'm like, okay, I love animals. I love animals a lot, but it takes two seconds for me to say, I don't support white supremacy. It takes two seconds for me to say, I support the LGBTQ, I support the environment and buying more sustainable products. Like it literally takes nothing to just say like, I am in support of these other issues. So it has to come down to the reason that other people don't do it is simply because they just don't want to. And I think that that's something that we need to like accept that these people know about these issues. They know what's going on. They intersect their veganism, even like they talk about the environment. They talk about food. They talk about whatever they're eating. They talk about multiple different things. They just don't want to talk about racism or, you know, LGBTQ plus rights it's just a choice. So I think that that's something that we have to just realize that these people that we've always loved and looked up to that helped us go vegan are actively choosing not to post out against other forms of oppression. Because they do. They talk about environmental racism when it's convenient for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But as soon as it comes time to support those people in that community, it's absence, it's silence. So it's an active choice to not talk about those issues in my opinion.
1: For some of the vegan activists who have been silent about these issues we've noticed we've called a couple out on social media. Mm. Have you gotten through or have you had any responses where you have seen a change where they were open to hearing you out hearing the reasons and actually making taking action?
2: Yeah. Um, Mike, the vegan, I don't know if you guys know of him. I was a huge fan of him. I drove like two hours one day so that I could meet him at a veg fest uh-huh. and I got a picture with him and I like cherished that picture to like the core of my life. Cause I was like, this is like, like my favorite vegan, um, back, um, when black lives matter. And I think it was like when George Floyd, Floyd died, um, he reached out to me and he was like, hey like what can I do like how to use my platform to you know like what kind of videos can I do like are you interested in partnering in that way Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a beautiful thing because he's like you know I have this platform and I am not using it to you know talk about other issues and I don't see why not so maybe you know we can connect and we can talk about certain things and that way and so I was super excited about that because his platform would be amazing um, to bring attention to other issues. And um, so that was an example of a way that I have seen change. But honestly, as far as the people that I have called out and like the mainstream prominent figures, I have not seen a change. Mm -hmm. I have not seen any kind of support. And it sucks (laughs) because it's like, this is my life. Like I go out in the streets every day. And sometimes I'm scared for my life and you can't even like have any kind of solidarity with me. Mm -hmm. And it feels so alienating, but then I have to remember that there's so many other people that are supporting me. And just because they don't have a lot of followers doesn't mean that their, you know, impact isn't significant. So I, as far as prominent figures, I have not seen it really besides Mike Um, other than that it's been pretty silent which has been sad.
1: Do you have hope that they will come around and that maybe they're just being resistant or like what do you think is going on on their end so like why they're so shut off to it?
2: I think when you take money and clout out of veganism which is a huge thing people are so into their own ego um, they hide it behind I'm doing this for the animals it was kind of I was calling out the calling out. I feel like calling out is so aggressive, but I was just having a conversation (laughs) with this, um, other vegan group, um, that has a lot of followers. And I was like, and we were talking about kind of like the Holocaust comparisons and things like that. And they were saying, well, it's in the animals, blah, blah, blah. Like it's important. And we shouldn't shun them for using certain words. And I was like, well, animals like don't care what word you're using to describe their oppression, but humans do. So to me in my brain, it's like, okay, if I can make everybody happy, if I can make animals happy, they don't care and make um, the oppressed people that I'm triggering by using these trigger words um, happy, why not do that? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really get that. But as far as having hope, I think once you take I have this amount of followers. And so I'm invincible and people just kind of cult following. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge problem. And people kind of going back to sleep once the hype is over, I've noticed that that happens. And that's kind of when they're able to creep back in and Mm -hmm. post a video or post a post and like test the waters and see if their comment sections aren't going to be filled with, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. I think actively you know, speaking your mind to these people is one of the biggest things and just taking money out of it. um, A lot of these people are getting paid for the things that they do Mm -hmm. and they don't want to lose out on those sponsorships and things like that. So, I mean, I'm not hating on sponsorships. They're awesome and people definitely should have them. But I think a lot of the times it corrupts people. And I think some people let money and clout really dictate what they're going to do with their platform.
0: Yeah, I've been um following along on that discussion about using the term holocaust and just was so disappointed that like not only is the influencer like not open to the discussion, but they're like doubling down on mm. like be on using that word. Yeah, it's right. like
1: we're talking about the same person and I yeah. think we
2: are. It's like in his bio now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was talking about that and I'm not going to name any names, but mm-hmm. I was talking about kind of like Instagram story highlights and how another person, cause I always get like, why do you expect animal, like vegans to talk about other forms of oppression when mm-hmm. humans don't talk about animal oppression? And it's like, My whole thing is that vegans do talk about multiple things that aren't related to animals all the time. Like Mm -hmm. certain vegan activists have a whole highlight on their story for pancakes. Like you can have a whole story on your highlight for Black Lives Matter. That's ridiculous. It's actively choosing to just say, I don't care. And it's dangerous (laughs) because your silence is violence. And I think that's a term that people are a phrase that people just kind of overlook but your silence is enabling your followers your community the people who follow you and look up to you to be violent and to be Mm -hmm. racist or sexist or whatever and your silence and your complacent attitudes really do affect the people that follow you so I'm like, if you can have a whole Instagram highlight for your pancakes or your CBD oil or your wedding or whatever, you can have a highlight for Black Lives Matter or transphobia or something. Like you definitely can do it. And it's it's really upsetting that they don't. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, the core of veganism, well, one of them is like kindness and compassion. And you'd think that that would extend to like All humans and animals.
1: Right.
2: (laughs) So (laughs) the amount of
1: all lives matter posts Mm. that came up in the vegan community was pretty appalling. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. My
2: whole thing about that also is my main I would love to sit and talk about animal oppression all day long. Like Mm -hmm. my goal is to not sit here and talk about white veganism because I don't want to, genuinely. If these people would just actively you know, not be racist, (laughs) just like say, hey, I don't support racism. It's not what my page is about. That would literally help us spend more time talking about animals and environmental justice and food injustice and all these other issues that are related to lack of veganism. But we can't even focus on those things because people are turned off from veganism completely Mm -hmm. just because we are so white veganism is such a detrimental phrase and ideology and that I can't even talk about the animals because I'm like spending majority of my time telling people that are interested in veganism, that it's not about this. It's not about that. It's not, you don't have to be this or drink green tea every day or drink kombucha every day. (laughs) Like you don't have to, I promise. Like I have to get through all of these like, it's not a racist thing. It's not a white mm-hmm. thing. I have to get through all these barriers before I can talk about like the biggest issue with just is yeah. animals. And it's really sad because I would love to spend my time doing that. But it's yeah, a lot of the time it's dispelling all of these stereotypes mm-hmm. about what veganism is.
0: Yeah, that's really too bad. Like the infighting within the vegan community is getting out of hand.
2: Yes. A lot of these, and I'm just going to say it like it is, a lot of these racist vegans, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of them are saying like the biggest thing that's going to destroy veganism is other vegans. And that is a point that we can 100%, I 100% agree with. The biggest thing that's going to destroy veganism or keep it from being this mainstream thing is the fact that we are not on the same page about what veganism is and we are actively going to destroy our own movement Mm -hmm. and something as simple as just saying like I denounce white supremacy is what's going to destroy our movement then honestly so be it Mm -hmm. I'm always going to say like animals are important they're valuable they should not be you know actively like oppressed but if that is the thing that's going to put the nail in the casket for you in order for us to come together and be a movement that's so beautiful and so, such about compassion, it's one of the most compassionate movements on the planet, in my opinion. It's so beautiful and it intersects with so many different things. But if me just simply asking, can you denounce this thing is going to be the thing that is going to cause us to all have a war <laughs> then that is yeah. that's just gonna have to be what it is and it's yeah. really upsetting <laughs> yeah
1: well we like really appreciate the work that you're putting in and having those difficult conversations thank you <laughs> um, and inviting those discussions um I'd love to know like how do you deal with any criticism or like the haters you probably get some like haters on your page or your comment mm. Um, do you have like a way of dealing with that or do you, are you like block if it's not going to be like a constructive
2: discussion? Yeah, I, I typically, when it comes to criticism, um, as veganism as a whole, um, it's usually not directed towards me. It's usually like someone will tweet something like vegans are anti-black or anti-racist or anti-indigenous or their classes Mm -hmm. or ableist it's like all these different terms and so I feel like that's a criticism of veganism as a whole so I introduce the idea of intersectional veganism in a way that's compassionate and not attacking and not Mm -hmm. rude or evil because they're not going to listen to me if I'm like hey you're wrong blah 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 like if I come at you and say hey like this is how I Um, advocate for veganism Um, maybe you haven't heard about this way of veganism before and so that's kind of how I deal with that type of criticism as veganism as a whole but when it comes to my own (laughs) people attacking like who I am as a person that's not something I've been used to until like the past few weeks since I guess I started (laughs) this big like thing that I wasn't expecting to turn into this big huge debate um but now there are so many people who are just attacking me as a person like your nose is big your forehead's big you could just like random things that I've never been insecure yeah. about and so I have to tell myself like you've never thought about this before so like let that thought go I just have that thought come and I'm like okay mm-hmm. maybe I am insecure about this and I allow myself to think that and then I tell myself okay now like release it because it's not serving me in any kind of way it's not helping me fight for animals it's not helping me fight for anything that I'm passionate about and holding all that negativity is only going to further me getting to my goals so I just try and block it out I talk to my mom about it and she I think if anyone talks to their parents if they're close to them they're like think it's so ridiculous that you would believe those things about yourself they're like what are you talking about like you're fine like the way that you look is fine like who cares and they just think it's so crazy that you even have those thoughts so I think just confiding in people that you're close with and just realizing like who you are like I am me and I'm fine being that and so I think that that's the biggest thing that helps me. I mean when someone starts
0: criticizing someone else's appearance like that is a lot more telling about what kind of person they are
2: definitely (laughs) I'm like you are you are dealing with something and I'm dealing with my own things and you attacking me is just showing me that you're a human being and you're just like the rest of us and you have issues that you're projecting onto me yeah and um I wish you well with that and that's all I can really say for them (laughs) I wish you well and I hope that you can fight for what's going on in your own brain. Cause I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's
1: crazy though. How social media has kind of opened the door to all of that. Like most of the time people aren't going to be saying that to you in person, yeah. like there are all new things that we've had to adapt to since social media. you like, you're not walking down the street and someone's being like, Oh, ugly dress or I hate your hair. <laughs> right.
2: Exactly. <laughs> not,
1: like it just doesn't, doesn't happen. No. So it's just, for all the things that like we love about social media and being able to connect and find people like you and like hear everyone's stories. Yeah. God, that is like, there's such it's like a toxic. And it's always
2: people without their own pictures of themselves <laughs> yeah. up too. So I'm like, you won't even show what you look like. And I would never attack someone's appearance no. because I just feel like that's so unproductive. That's just so mm-hmm. unnecessary. But it's like, I'm out here putting my face out for the world and you don't even have your own profile fiction you're yeah. coming for me I don't think so that's not the way this cookie is going to crumble because yeah. <laughs> that does not make sense yeah <laughs> really not. but
1: that's good advice be confident in like who you are and be sure of yourself and yeah like yourself and just kind of like ignore that aspect
2: definitely just let the thought come and release yeah. it that's the biggest thing that i could tell people
0: yeah um i'm curious like when it comes to veganism in general um what do you think are the best ways to inspire others to try it or you know get into vegetarianism first maybe if that's Mm -hmm. their path or veganism
2: yeah i i this is something that I've thought about for a while. Like, what is the best way to like advocate for veganism? Mm-hmm. And I usually do like a little bit of digging on a person <laughs> before like if I'm just talking to someone online, I'll go on their profile, I'll be like, Well, you have a cat, like you're clearly you love animals, or oh, you're really into food. Like you post a lot of food pics, like here's my food blog. Like I make a lot of food too. And so I try and find things about an individual person that they are already actively pursuing in their life or actively passionate about. And I just try and find a way to relate that to veganism. Um, especially if I'm talking to like another black person about veganism, I'll say like, Hey, like a lot about a lot of intersectional vegans are really into like food injustice and Mm -hmm. like how areas don't have like access to vegan alternatives, vegan goods, and just fruits and vegetables and produce in general. So I try and find like different ways that different things people are already passionate about and kind of intersect that into veganism a little bit. And that's usually how I introduce it. Um, I don't have like that main thing. Usually it's food though. Usually everybody is united with food and my food Instagram is the biggest way I've been able to help people go vegan. Um, people message me all the time like hey I've been vegan for like three months following you and your food blog and I'm like that's it all it took for me is to post like my soggy hot dog <laughs> on like Instagram and that's that's what got you not my like 20 page thread yeah. on like veganism it was that soggy hot dog all right like whatever whatever works yeah. for you yeah so I just usually find what works for someone and what they're already passionate about, but it's usually food. (laughs) Usually food is the number one thing that inspires people to try it because people, food is just so important to everybody's everyday life. Everybody (laughs) eats. Exactly. So I always, I'm like, Hey, we don't eat twigs, grass, (laughs) no ice cubes over here. Like we have really good food. So that's usually the biggest thing is food.
1: (laughs) I'd love to know a little bit more about your food blog. Um, Is it also a
2: pop-up shop or is it mostly digital? Yeah, so I have been like kind of testing the waters. I started off in Thanksgiving just doing like a Thanksgiving menu and I sold like Thanksgiving style like type plates just like locally. And then I would ship like a Rice Krispie Treats and I do like different menus. I did one for Thanksgiving and then Christmas, and then I'm about to do one for Valentine's Day. So I just do different themed menus. And then I try to have Rice Krispie Treats themed for each menu so that I could ship them because a lot of people aren't local to me. So I've been trying to test the waters and see if people like my food, even if it's even something that is good so I've gotten like such good feedback that I um filed to become an LLC and then I'm getting like a business line of credit so I can open like a restaurant and things like that so I've been really trying to get into that market because I think my area is in dire need of like a vegan just like a vegan American diner style type of food. Um, We usually have like either Thai food, which I love, or just more um, burger and fry joints, Mm -hmm. but we don't have a place that's kind of like a, I don't know about Canada. Like, I don't know what you guys have over there, but like a Denny's or like a- Well, in Vancouver,
1: we have basically everything.
2: Yeah, okay. vegan <laughs> yeah, yeah vegan yeah. restaurants
1: we have everything
2: there's, oh my gosh like, I've cold always cold wanted to go to Canada it's been my like me and my best friend we always have been talking about Canada since we met each other we're like we really gotta go to Canada and there's this like indoor water park that I'm obsessed with I think it's in like I'm gonna butcher this name but it's in Edmonton Edmonton Edmonton. <laughs> yes. Okay. it's It's there and i'm like i want to go there so bad like it's so well now we're in a pandemic so who knows i'll ever get to go but i've been obsessed with canada and you guys have that um what's it called that ice cream place it's like um what's it called is it a vegan
1: place a vegan no
2: it's like um that really popular restaurant robin's no oh my god no (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of what the name okay. is at this exact second. Oh. But um everybody always talks about it.
1: I wonder what it is now. <sighs> yeah.
2: When you. I think about it, I'll DM it Okay. To you guys. okay. <laughs> I'm like, I know what it is, but yeah. Anyway,
1: Canada's I mean, wet. if you do come to Canada, we recommend Vancouver. Yeah, Not just because yeah. <laughs> we're here, but it's like if you come to Vancouver in the summertime, it's mm-hmm. like not want to be anywhere else like really places (sighs) are beautiful you'll be so spoiled with vegan food we can give you like a full tour of like all the best spots to go and i
2: would love that i would (laughs) literally love that i i'm obsessed with canada in a weird way but (laughs) i always am like let's watch like a Canada documentary and my friend's like no like who wants to sit and watch like a documentary but I'm like it's interesting Canada's so huge like there's so many anyway
1: like I haven't even explored we haven't explored no. Canada at all like I haven't been to oh anybody. my gosh
2: <laughs> I love it but we can <laughs> sit up
1: there go to the water park yeah.
2: yes exactly
1: <laughs> um, but you're in California right
2: Yes. I live in Sacramento. So okay. like the of California, it's really boring here. <laughs> don't recommend.
1: <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> well, where do you do, um, how far do you do the deliveries for the rice crispies? Like
2: so or- I just deliver in the United States at this moment. Cause I've never done the, I never tried to ship them to internationally. I don't know how like they're going to get sell or not but I have since COVID has been really slowing down shipping times a lot of people have been getting their two-day shipping packages in like a week and their rice crispy treats have been fine so I'm thinking that I might be able to ship them internationally next time but I'm still worried because I don't want people to get stale products, but I'm going to have to test it. So if you guys want some, I can yeah. ship them to you guys and see if they make it there perfectly or not. And um, then I'd be interested in expanding that. But um, it's definitely been a huge success. I know everybody loves Rice Krispie Treats from when they were a kid. So I'm happy to make them like a vegan version of them. So it's been really fun, but I'm sick of rice crispy treats. Like, I don't even want to eat <laughs> yeah. them myself anymore. <laughs> all
0: the recipe testing nonstop. Yeah. Yes.
2: And I'm like, okay, get it. Yeah. Marshmallows, butter. <laughs> like, I'm sick of this.
0: <laughs> so simple, but so good. Exactly. <laughs> um, so on the food blog, are you sharing like uh, when you eat out places or are they all like your own creations or like a bit of both?
2: Yeah, it's like, it's like a bit of both. I just went on like a because I'm a huge foodie. I don't I don't know, like, I love food, but I just went on like a vegan junk food like tour. So I started off in like Sacramento. And I literally, we like slept in my like the car the entire time. And we were just like, let's just save money. And like, let's just travel and eat. Like, mm-hmm. how does that sound? And I was like, that sounds so fun. Okay. So we just started in SAC and like, we traveled down to San Diego and tried just like different vegan places. And it was so much fun. And I got to review like so many different vegan restaurants. So I'll review like different dishes and make my own food. And I try to do things that are like, like budget friendly so if people are on a budget I'll try to make a meal in that way or if you know like they want to go to like a vegan restaurant out in the area like I'll try and review that so mm-hmm. I do a little bit of both so it's been fun I love that that's my favorite form of, of activism I'm like food yeah <laughs> I got it
0: <laughs> out of all the guests we've had when we ask that question usually it is like sharing food with people and then also what you said finding what the person is passionate about like if the person's Mm -hmm. an athlete they can watch Game Changers if they're an animal lover and have lots of pets they should probably watch Earthlings right care about the environment Cowspiracy so yeah I like finding what that person is into as a doorway into that like talking about veganism
2: yeah because once you relate it to something you already love I think Mm -hmm. you are more likely to stick with it yeah Mm -hmm. definitely totally
1: um who speaking of like effective um advocacy for veganism do you have any favorite vegan activists or accounts that you follow Help oh, wow,
2: <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, if I had to um break it down to like a smaller list, I would definitely recommend um Aya Loves Life. I think she has an Instagram and she has a Twitter. Um, she's just helped me learn so much that I didn't know already about veganism. Um she's just amazing. Um she's an amazing activist. She's always sharing so many cool things, so I definitely recommend people follow her. Yeah. Um, and Zipporah the vegan um she's amazing she has a TikTok and her TikTok is so cool I always like will follow these people um that are my friends and then I never realized how famous they are <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like I'm following you on TikTok and you have like over a hundred thousand like <laughs> subscribers like what like it's so cool um so yeah I would recommend her um I'm trying to think of what his at is, but I think it's Soul E Banks, if I'm not mistaken. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, I know yeah. account. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's starting his own like animal organization, animal rights organization. And I think that's a beautiful thing that people should go out and support because um he's such an awesome activist. So I'm I'm really interested to see what he's gonna do. And I know it's gonna be awesome. So if I had to just narrow it down, oh, in the Food Empowerment Project, <laughs> I have to like shout out them because they're amazing, and the Vegan Justice League, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are interested in how um, your dollar and like voting with your dollar works. And I don't know, I'm I don't know about Canada, but here in America, mm-hmm. like the subsidies for animal um, animal products is so high. Like even if we While we're drinking oat milk, we're still Mm going to give all that money back to the dairy industry and the Vegan Justice League has lobbyists and animal rights lobbyists that are helping, you know, in like government areas Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) and
2: like kind of helping stop, you know, the subsidies and helping farmers transition their farms to more like plant agriculture instead of animal agriculture. So the Vegan Justice League is a big person or organization that I would recommend following for sure. And vegan outreach. They're great. <laughs> a really great organization to help too.
0: Yeah, how did you get involved with them? And that's amazing about, you know, bringing the food products to food deserts.
2: Yeah. That's so necessary. Definitely. I actually <laughs> I met my manager at a Black Lives Matter protest, which is oh, okay. interesting. And she was like, "Hey, like I um I I follow you." And I'm like, "Oh, cool." And then so we started talking. And um, I think I met her a few times before, or maybe she I had just knew, known her from social media, but we kind of started talking there. And then she kind of started talking about the vegan food aid program with me that vegan outreach does. And so I did an interview with her and then I started working in different areas in my area just to bring produce bags um vegan alternatives I'm not really supposed to bring them too many vegan alternatives but I'm always like okay (laughs) (laughs) I'm like if it's in my budget I know what I personally eat and if I bring them a bunch of produce it's gonna go bad (laughs) like I mean like I still eat produce and everything but if their whole bag is just healthy stuff they're gonna think veganism is just this huge health movement Mm -hmm. so I want to bring them like here's like a little bit of hot dogs and like yeah, some deli yeah. slices and I like I'm not supposed to but I'm like here just a little bit yeah <laughs> there, so. like being exactly always
1: automatically mean like super health food or yeah counseling.
2: so it's been it's been super rewarding and just being able to like help people because a lot of these areas, even if I'm just trying to go to the bathroom, I can't even find like a grocery store to like pee. (laughs) I'm like, I just have to go to the bathroom and there's no grocery stores. There's liquor stores, there's gas stations and check and cash places and nothing Mm -hmm. else. And so it's really, I really love that what they're doing. And I'm really glad that they're continuing to do it because it's so important because these people just don't have access to grocery stores. There's just not a single one in the area. So it's really important that vegans also unite in that area
0: yeah is that throughout California they do that or throughout the states is it- yeah
2: it's actually throughout the whole United States so okay. there's like a program in Iowa there's LA um I think there's um New Mexico just all throughout mm-hmm. the United States there's different people running different organizations there so it's been really really cool that's awesome great. yes <laughs>
0: Um, I'm curious about uh, Vegan Girl Gang. Oh, goodness. (laughs) And like, who comes, like, do you come up with the designs or like, how does that process work?
2: Yeah, so we started Vegan Girl Gang um, back in February because I was just genuinely interested in vegan merch that did make me cringe. Like Mm -hmm. it's always like cucumber me baby or something (laughs) like crazy. I'm like, I don't want that on my shirt. Like, so, um, I was um, debating with my friend and we started it together, but I just have it with, um, it's just me now, but we were like, should we do candles or should we do like t-shirts? And I was like, honestly, t-shirts, like there's (laughs) such a market for vegan merch that isn't cringe and also is intersectional. And I try and do, so all the designs I make myself, And I'm like, well, how can I use this vegan platform to show other people that I care about reproductive rights? Mm, I care about Black Lives Matter. I care about the environment. I care about everything. And so that's how Vegan Girl Gang was born. (laughs) And I just wanted to unite um, vegan women because we usually get left out of the conversation. It's usually vegan male dominate the vegan spaces. So I was like, vegan girls, like we're bad a words. So yeah. like, we we're really doing it. And so I really would just wanted to unite us and have like a platform where we can wear shirts that empower us and make us feel good and make us let everybody know that like we're vegan and we're in a game yeah. and we're all here together. And so that's kind of how that was born. So it's been really successful and it's like my little baby and I love it. That'd be so
0: fun. I've like kind of had that idea in the back of my mind like designing different like vegan vegan messages because that's such a good way to advocate it like wearing the apparel that has the vegan messages
2: right and we were able to um during the black lives matter protest last year Mm we were able able to raise like almost a thousand dollars for different like black lives matter organizations and just organizations that are like empowering black lives and like bring that conversation into like a vegan area and i think that a lot of people were were like oh like there are vegans who care about something else other than just animals which is important animals obviously matter but Mm -hmm. i was happy that i was able to do something like that and show people like hey like i i care about this i care about this too and there are other people who do too so it was really awesome to be able to have that avenue to be able to do something like that how long have you guys been vegan if you don't mind me asking
0: um about 19 years I'm six years Megan's six. okay yeah so I'm the, I'm I'm the baby
2: <laughs> that's so cool that's awesome
0: yeah. I was vegetarian for 10 years before that though so wow. definitely a slow transition for me but it was such a different time back then like definitely
1: yeah. we were all alone I and know. there was no social media yes like, no, <laughs> <laughs> friends, but you, you were isolated yes. and you're...
2: <laughs> oh gosh
1: <laughs> so but the lone vegan the lone own, vegan you yeah. were like totally on your own with that
2: yeah Yeah, like my sister um she is like a grass-fed beef like no soy like no gluten like type of person and then I'm vegan so my mom is like what did I raise like complete opposite children that are just so strict in their own diet so Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see that (laughs) like dynamic I'm like I've been vegan and she's doing is she your younger sister or older she's older yeah okay Yes. So I'm like that's so interesting we're like complete opposites. But yeah. She's like oh, you eat all that soy and I'm like you eat all those animals. Yeah. <laughs> so-
1: what's wrong with soy unless you're like living- I know all day every day.
2: Exactly. I mean so- then there'd
0: be a problem with anything if yeah. you're only eating one food.
2: Right, I- exactly.
0: Like um blog post and I think we did an episode about yeah, soy. We did mm-hmm. an episode,
1: yeah. a whole thing dedicated to soy and all, all cause the man boobs because <laughs> Trying <laughs> kind to of bring up soy or tofu with guys, or instantly like, oh, it's going to give me boobs or like the hormones or <laughs> yeah. all
2: right. Like yeah, it's it's crazy. I was, yeah. it's it's an interesting conversation to have with men about veganism. That is a whole, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole yeah. rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting about your sister. Yes, totally different diets.
2: Totally, we're totally different. So when we we're trying to find places to eat yeah it's like where do we go like yeah. a muffin shop and hopefully they have like a non-dairy muffin or like I don't know we can go to Chipotle together but that's <laughs> about it
1: Aww, maybe she'll uh, get inspired by you eventually and start leaning more towards
2: she's you. just as stubborn as me to be yeah. really honest <laughs> <laughs> she's just as stubborn as me but um I hope that I can inspire her. she makes me vegan stuff like I remember one time when I wasn't vegan um she made me like a meatless spaghetti and I was like this is disgusting like why would you not put meat in your spaghetti and I remember I literally went in the kitchen and made meat and added it to the spaghetti and she was so offended like she's not vegan but she's like you guys don't have any like grass-fed beef so I'm just gonna make it without it and it's better for you anyway and I'm like this is disgusting like I'm not eating this (laughs) but so it's interesting to see how she was so butthurt about me adding meat back to the spaghetti but now I'm vegan and Mm -hmm. you want to fight me on it (laughs)
0: like (laughs) does she enjoy your food the soy free stuff I guess
2: Um, She lives in um, Washington now so I don't see her as often so she doesn't and whenever I'm there she will not let me cook she's like (laughs) so she's like we'll go out or I'll make you something so um, she hasn't tried my food yet but I'm like I promise it's good like I'll make you a soy free gluten-free and she's not even, she doesn't even have a celiac. So I'm like, what oh, is your oh. problem? It's just like gluten-free by choice. Yeah. I'm like, come yeah. on, who gives a gluten by choice? But anyway.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Did you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share with our listeners or did you want to do any promotion on anything that you have coming up? <laughs> Feel free to do so.
2: Um, I just hope that if out of anything that people heard about me blobble about for Mm -hmm. probably like an hour, 30 minutes (laughs) that I just hope that people remember like why they went vegan. And I always think like, okay, the reason I went vegan is because um, dairy makes me sick. Um, I love animals. I love my dog. (laughs) And I feel like as long as we kind of stick to that reason that we went vegan, I think that that's the biggest way that you can stay vegan. Um, just reminding yourself why you went vegan and just don't be a prick, <laughs> just be a good person, listen to marginalized people. Um, even just for me, just listening to Jewish vegans and listening to disabled people and just people who just are ridiculed by white veganism or just by vegans in general. I'm um, just realizing that you're, you don't know it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think that's the biggest thing that I could ever say. And um, yeah, that's, that's about it. I don't want to promote myself because I (laughs) feel like I'm not that great. (laughs) But um, if you guys want to follow me, it's at Tyra the Taurus on pretty much everything, Twitter and Instagram. And then I have a food blog on Instagram. It's at another junk food vegan. If you guys want to check that out. And then my shop um is vegan girl gang co it's on instagram and twitter and it's www.vegangirlgangco.com if you guys want to check it out so I would appreciate it but no pressure I understand if you don't (laughs) but that's not it all of that
1: in the show notes as well we'll put all of your links in the show description cool
2: thank you (laughs) I appreciate it Thank
1: you so much for being on the show with us. It was really good talking
2: with you. Yeah, anytime. This is my first podcast interview. So thank you guys for having me. You guys are so sweet. And I appreciate (laughs) everything that you guys do. This
0: episode was brought to you by Plant Life Nutrition, Vancouver's first fully vegan health food store. They're always getting in new products from local Vancouver food producers. And you can shop in-store or online at plantlifenutrition.ca. They offer free delivery on orders over $75 within Vancouver and shipping across Canada. Use code veganboss to get 10% off your order.
1: If you enjoy our podcast, we'd love for you... <laughs> if you enjoyed listening, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Podbean. You can also find us on Instagram at vegan as well as our individual accounts at Synergy underscore Nutrition and at Megan Media Design. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor or a guest, you can email us at veganbossradio at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram. Thanks again for listening and for being part of our Vegan Boss community.